Hello, hello. You are listening to Why the World Needs You podcast, hosted by me, Benjamin Fritz. This podcast has been created to empower you to become the person you've always wanted to be. The journey is difficult and the challenges are many, but the rewards of being true to yourself are immeasurable. The objective of this show is to give you a safe, supportive space to learn, gain inspiration, and witness the true power and freedom that comes with becoming the person that you are meant to be. Why the World Needs You is a community of purpose-driven individuals who are passionate, gifted, and have a zest for life. They deeply desire to share their unique voice and gifts in order to make the world a better place for themselves and future generations. They are pulled to a different way of living and a higher purpose, while remaining grounded in their desire to engage and contribute in practical ways. My goal is for you to walk away from each episode with confidence and conviction, sharing your authentic self with the world, as well as a deepening understanding of your potential to impact the world in a way that makes sense to you. I am honored to have this privilege. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day and your journey. Hello, and welcome to the Why the World Needs You podcast. So you're going to hear that again, because uh, I'm going to go into the meat of the podcast here in just a minute with my beautiful, wonderful guest and wife, Jessie. Um, But I wanted to jump in here just very quickly because I forgot to mention a a couple little tidbits before we started recording together. And uh, really, the the main piece of this is that this is going to be the last guest episode of 2020. It'll likely be the last episode. Um, I won't say so definitively because there might be uh, one or two solo pods that I want to squeeze in before the end of the year. But this is going to be the last guest episode. It's been a super fun year. Um, I'm just so, so grateful that I started this podcast and... Uh, I've just met really amazing people and created really amazing relationships because of this podcast. Things that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to do, or at least wouldn't have been so smooth. It would have been a little bit awkward had I tried to do so. (laughs) Um, So just um, really, really grateful for for doing this and for following my energy. Um, and if you don't know what that means, there there's an episode in here somewhere, a uh, solo episode about that, uh, and all I mean by that really is following what felt good to me and just going with it, just running with it and not thinking too much about it, and that's exactly how this podcast started, and I'm so grateful. I'm going to be taking the next six weeks, uh, barely six weeks, um, that we have left in this year to... Uh, just kind of reassess and, I mean, take a break for one, but also just reassess and uh, try to figure out exactly where I want to go with this podcast in 2021. Um, I, I've loved everything about it, but I want to be super intentional because this is kind of, you know, it feels like a first draft and um, I'm really excited to continue this, but also I want to make sure that I do so in a way that feels really good to me but also in a way that feels really good to you. So um, I'm actually going to link a Google form here in the comments um, or the description section because uh, I would love to hear your feedback in terms of what you liked about the podcast, what maybe you didn't like, um, what you wish I would have done more of, less of. Uh, At the end of the day, this is my baby, so I'm going to do with it what I want. 
But no, seriously though, I, I really appreciate your feedback because while this is fun and kind of a creative endeavor for me, uh, I really truly care about you, the listener. So I would graciously, graciously, no, accept, yeah. No, I, I was going for grateful. I don't even know what I was trying to say. <laughs> I would so, so, so appreciate if you gave your feedback uh, because it means a lot to me. You can include your name or not, uh, introduce yourself or not. Uh, I'll leave kind of space for all those things. But I uh, think that'll do it for my kind of not, not that quick intro here. Um, but that's true Benjamin rambling form. So... Without further ado, here is the conversation that I had with my wife, Jessie. And final note, it wasn't so much about her as it was about our relationship. We didn't really plan it that way, but that's how it rolled out. So um, if you just want to know a little bit more about us, are nosy or curious uh, about who we are and how we met and how we live our life, what we've been through in the four years that we've been together, go ahead and keep listening. Love you guys. Hello, and welcome to the Why the World Needs You podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Fritz, and today I have a very, very special guest. Today, I am talking to my wife, Jessie Fritz. Yes, the most special. Just kidding, rest of your guests. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, guys, you understand, right? Like, I I have to do that. She has to be the most special. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm... Excited to do this. Um, I'm also feeling a little guilty about this because I've done almost 40 episodes of my podcast now. 40? Yeah. And uh, I still have not talked to Jesse. So mm-hmm. I definitely lost some points there. Drop <laughs> the fucking ball on that. <laughs> what do you think? Is that true? Yeah. But it's fine. I mean, I've only reminded him like every time a podcast goes live. So it's it's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. We'll just call me a slow learner. <laughs> so Jessie is my wife, obviously. As I mentioned, she is a Harry Potter freak, <laughs> dog lover. I love that that's the first way you introduce me is Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean, her life is Harry Potter, dogs, and uh, she is a Crystals. social... Sorry. <laughs> I'm the host here, all right? <laughs> Let me say my stuff. <laughs> a social media extraordinaire, chronic illness, journey woman. Um, Advocate is also a great word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She has her own podcast, too. I do. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I think that starts to describe you. There's There's a lot there. Yeah, there's but, a lot um, of descriptive words that can describe me as a human. A lot of them are things like weird, loud, perfect, you know, things like that that just makes sense. <laughs> I was excited where you were going with that initially. <laughs> the third one I don't know about as much, but it's all right. <laughs> so anyways, we wanted to do this not just because I was feeling pressured to, um, but because figured it would be fun to allow you guys to get to know my life partner a bit uh, and also just to talk about Jesse and who she is but also to explore a little bit more of 
our life as well as uh, our direction as a family as it pertains to both personal life and professional life jobs ambitions things like that so um, we're giving this a shot we'll see how this goes I'm realizing right now I I'm like looking at the clock. I'm like, did I like make sure I had enough time to do this? <laughs> um, <laughs> and just like as I say those things, I'm like, oh, this could be a long podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's the plan. And uh, yeah, we'll just kind of go from there. So why don't you start with telling them anything that I didn't already? About me? Yeah, just about you, your story. Give give us a brief overview of who is Jesse Fritz. Oh man, brief is not necessarily the word that describes me like I was talking about all the millions of words before but so let's see my obviously my name is Jesse I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin and lived in Wisconsin for most of my life until I met this one over here we actually met on Instagram if you didn't know that back when we were both big fitness buffs and uh, met him ended up moving to Chicago which I was already interested in moving to a bigger city as it was and you know the boy part helped for me for sure and then from there I yeah we've moved to North Carolina now but the pieces in between there that kind of um like really dig into who I am would be a few different things so like Benjamin said I've worked in social media and marketing now for about 10 years I've always known that I love the social media landscape but I didn't necessarily love the corporate landscape and then um, another big piece of my journey is chronic illness so I have quite honestly I've been sick my whole life I've had migraines since second grade I have dealt with just you know, constantly being sick. I had scarlet fever twice, which apparently scarlet fever is not a thing that people think people live from, but I did. Um, You know, I was just constantly sick, constantly on antibiotics, constantly like just dealing with health issues. And then in college, I, um, I started getting really sick. I started gaining a lot of weight. I was really tired all the time. Everybody just told me it was, you know, related to being in college until I got out of college and found out that I had hypothyroidism and then kind of fast forward from there found out it was actually the autoimmune version which is Hashimoto's and yeah I I decided that I wasn't going to let something hold me back from the way that I wanted to live so I kind of decided to do things about it and I started looking into holistic health practices and Benjamin really helped me in that arena as well kind of looking into different doctors or modalities that I could look to feel better. And that's when I started my podcast, which is called the Chronically Healing Podcast. I talk to a lot of different people that have chronic illness or different modalities, doctors, um, I don't know, people in the holistic space who are interested in just healing in general. How do I become a better person, whether you have chronic illness or not? So, So yeah, is that... Does that explain? I'm my dog's mother, which is of hmm. most of importance of who I am, is I am Cora's mother. <laughs> yeah. You asked Jesse who she was, she would say, I'm Cora's mother. Yeah. Oh, and, and Ben's husband. Wife. That, that would be. I'd be your her, wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and that, that would be the order in which those things were said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that feels 
pretty accurate to me in terms of a, a nutshell version. Mm-hmm. Uh, ba, ba, ba. Yeah. Extrovert. Mm-hmm. I'm an introvert. <laughs> yeah. So just interesting to have that dynamic. Uh, it was something that was meaningful earlier in our relationship. Oh, yeah. Let me just say all the things. One one quick second. I'm an ENF. What am I? ENFJ? Yeah. Yeah. Benjamin's an INFJ, so extrovert, introvert there. I'm a generator, if you know human design. I am like an extreme generator. I am very proud to be an Aquarius, so I wasn't lying when I said I was weird. And what else am I? Ravenclaw? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Those results are always... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it depends. If it's like, if it, yeah, like PMS week, I'm probably Slytherin, but it's fine. Yeah, I, I think that kind of sums it up, gives a little bit more yeah. information there. Uh, obviously, plenty of nuance and detail yeah. to go into. So just off of that stuff, if there's anything that, you know, obviously we have a bunch more to talk about here today. But if there's anything that you guys are curious, want to know about uh, Jesse or our relationship, drop that somewhere. <laughs> on, on, on Instagram uh, is really the best place to do that. Um, you can shoot me an e- email via my website as well if you'd want to do that. Uh, but yeah, so we know a little bit about who you are. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that we met on Instagram. Uh, I don't remember if I've told this whole story before. But like you said, basically we were both in, fit- in the fitness space. I started, I was like shotgun following as many people as possible just to try to get followers. Jesse happened to be one of those people. And I forgot about her because I didn't <laughs> even think about her in the first place. And uh, Thanks a lot, dude. <laughs> eventually, who was, do you remember who the first like was? You, obviously. Oh, I like liked your Yeah, on Valentine's Day. Oh. Because I was at the gym and Awkward. said something about being single at the gym on Valentine's Day. <laughs> so, yeah. So there was that. Uh, and then from there, eventually it got to the point where I was aware of her because <laughs> I was like, oh, this chick is like kind of clever and cute. Like I, you know, based on her captions, she wasn't just kind of your basic fitness chick. She was funny. <laughs> And so I commented at some point and uh, eventually we slid into each other's DMs or something. No. So, well, yeah, maybe. You started following me on Snapchat. Yeah. That was when Snapchat was still was a like thing. like a big thing, yeah. Uh, and I was like posting stories and stuff on there still. Yeah, me too. Um, and then, so yeah. So we started talking through that. Jesse, as she mentioned, was in northern Wisconsin. I was in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was event planning at the time for her job. And and, working at a gym. Yeah. And ended up having an event in Chicago. Oh, yeah. And she casually mentioned it on one of her stories (laughs) because she wanted me to see it. Alive. (laughs) And I took the bait and I commented or replied or whatever and was like, hey, we should meet up. And uh, so we did, and the rest is history, as they say. Well, it's kind of a lie, though, because the first time you reached out, um, I totally bailed. Like, we were supposed to meet up, remember, in, like, July, and then my event ended up going late. 
so oh, we didn't yeah. end up meeting till September. Also, I just realized we're we are recording this on the our fourth dating anniversary. We are. Anybody else like when you get married? I'm like, which anniversaries are we supposed <laughs> to? <laughs> like, what do we care about anymore? We have like a meeting anniversary, a dating, an engagement, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> but, but yeah, so. It was funny because for anybody that's done this, you know this, uh, but to build a relationship through text or over a distance is really interesting to start that way. Mm-hmm. And it's like we, you know, there were feelings there, but it was, there was a sense of like, okay, we still have to meet in person. This could just, you know, and maybe it's different. Mm-hmm. And so when we met up, it was, you know, essentially like going on a date. It was like, you know, we were framing it as like, we're going to meet up and hang out. Like, you don't say the word date, right? Yeah, because I would have ran, dude, if you would have <laughs> said. <laughs> I'd have been like, peace. I'm, it, it was great for me because I was like so done with dating at that point. So I was like, if I can just, you know, I met a girl, a uh, friend of mine from that I had met via blogging. And I met her for dinner before I met you for the drink. So I was like, yeah, I'm just meeting two people, two friends. <laughs> two connections. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny because I was actually uh, at a live fantasy football draft at the gym that I was yeah. working at at the time. And so I was coming straight from there. So, yeah. And, you know, we're like meeting at 9 p.m. for a drink, like, in Chicago, it's yeah. a date, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though we're both avoiding calling it that. <laughs> uh, but it was just funny because we've talked about this many times to each other, to other people, and it was it. You know, people ask like, "Oh, love, love at first sight is that a thing?" Um, and my answer is always like, "It's as close to it as you can get." I don't know one hundred percent if I subscribe to that idea, yeah. but. I mean, it truly was as close as possible or it was just like within, like Jesse's will say, and I mean, you can uh, you know, let me know if I'm getting this wrong, but like she'll say she saw me and in her body, she was like, oh shit, like this is like a real thing that's happening. This is a date. And like for both of us, I think within minutes of conversation, it was just very comfortable in that same energy we had been feeling over texting connecting over a distance uh that we felt in person but of course intensified so it was just a very uh intense moment of like oh yeah there's something here yeah yeah for sure I think it was um it's interesting to look back at now because we were such different people not in like a bad way but just such different people just like Um, a very different place in our lives like literally everything I feel like was was different. different yeah most importantly, we didn't have Cora. So <laughs> uh, I'm like, how, everybody take a drink of your, like, kombucha every time <laughs> I say Cora. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think it was interesting because I, I'm i the type of person that just will, like, say whatever is on the top of my head, and that can get me in a lot of trouble sometimes. But it is who I am, and, um, and it was really comfortable with Ben because I felt like he wasn't afraid of that. Um, he might have actually been in the moment, but he didn't act afraid of it. And I know that I like hit him with a couple of pretty difficult questions right away on our first 
what turned out to be a date in my mind. <laughs> but but yeah, it was just it definitely was. I don't know again that I believe in love at first sight either, but I do believe in like connection at mm-hmm. first sight mm-hmm. and um yeah. for two people that were kind of over the dating scene, I think um it was the first time I had felt that at least for sure. Yeah. It was yeah, it, it was just really interesting how it all came together. I was telling a client this recently who's struggling in the online dating space. I was kind of relaying this story a bit. Um, and the, the thing that I think is interesting about the way that we met is it's exactly how we had to meet. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is... Like Jesse said, we were both over the dating scene. We had both tried, to some extent, online dating and uh, and just like general, right? Like whatever, even meeting people randomly and dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it just became so just like, ugh. Like it just felt like a chore and wasn't kind of lost its fun. We were like, okay, with where we were at individually. So to connect in this way over social media with no pressure. Like when we first started talking, there was literally zero expectation for us to ever meet in person. So there was no, there was nothing sexual about it. Like even if there was a physical attraction there, there was nothing sexual, which unfortunately is how so much of the online dating space is driven. Yeah. So there was not that aspect to it. We were just able to connect authentically without any expectation of, dating or anything like that. So I I like sharing that because it's exactly what we needed at the time. And honestly, even the distance thing, uh, I had this Teresa, my cousin, if you're listening, Teresa, I love you. Um, you. (laughs) Teresa said something to me that really stuck with me. And that was something along those lines of like, you needed this distance in order for this to work. To, mm-hmm. to like give somebody a fair shot. And essentially for me in reflection, what she was saying was that I just, I wasn't ready for whatever reason, right? Any, all the, the combination of variables, I just was not ready to dive in fully with somebody other than the way that it happened. Um, selfish with my time, <laughs> like really headstrong about how I was spending my time, uh, you know, I was had a, a personal training business that I was all in at the time, uh, my own fitness stuff. And so the, the way that we met was just like the way that we needed it to happen. So I like throwing that out for people to just think about and consider. And uh, because I know that the online dating space can just feel so heavy and then, yeah. Yeah, I agree. The The distance was really important for me as well. I I moved into a stage of being like hyper independent. And I think that there's a good balance between being independent and I don't like saying codependent because I think there's a negative uh, connotation with it. But just like being able to coexist with another person, a.k.a. a relationship. And I just was not ready. I had given up on online dating and on dating in general like months before. I was I was just over it. And I think the distance was able to let me safely 
get to know someone without there being any expectations of physical, <laughs> like, sex, anything like that. Also, not having just any expectations of, like, going on dates, dating, what are we, who are we, what does this mean, blah, blah, blah. Like, I was really, really into my career at that time. I was loving planning events. I was working part-time at a gym because I loved the gym. And then I was doing social media freelance on the side. So your girl was busy and didn't have time for no man. (laughs) So it was just an easy way to, like, um, as someone like me, I tend to be either all in or all out. And that has gotten me in some sticky situations with, dating in the past where maybe I've fallen a little bit faster than they did or whatever. So um, so this just gave me the same thing, the kind of space where I was able to keep a straight head and not get like too wrapped up in stuff and like just make sure that it was the right situation for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think like as you mentioned, independent and even like hyper independent. Yeah. I like that way of describing it because I was the same way. And that's kind of, again, how I related to um, not being ready for, I had to ease into something. Uh, And really, this to me is why we were able to meet and come together, actually, is because we had both taken time to do us right Mm -hmm. like like go out and not be focused on other people and having a relationship uh you know getting married or having kids like having that like be a a, a pressure a force in our lives yeah we were like 28 when we met so we weren't like you know we had some time yeah and it just it helps so much when you have a strong sense of self going into a relationship and how that allows the relationship to move forward, but also just uh, to to really attract the right person. Mm. Because (laughs) when, when you are being yourself at your best, you're always going to attract the person that you want to. Uh, So the reason that I'm, kind of like putting some emphasis on that is this is the other thing that I see with people when they're dating is they're putting so much emphasis on dating and finding somebody. If you just refocus that energy on you and being you and figuring out what that means on an even deeper level Mm -hmm. and really truly trying to embody that, it's always going to help you attract the person that you want. So I truly believe that that's a huge part uh, of why we were able to meet and come together. Uh, we were both really, really attracted to the fact that the other person was independent and they that they weren't going to be this clingy like person that was really needy. That, for me, was something that I was really looking for. In... I hid that until... <laughs> I'm just <laughs> yeah. kidding. That was something that was like really important to me as, yeah. as somebody who... like I wanted that in a woman was... I wanted her to be her own person and... This is one of those questions that Jesse asked me on our first date was like, what are you looking for in, in somebody that you want to date or be with or whatever? And that was my answer was like, I, I want somebody who is independent, who has a really strong sense of self and that who wants connection and wants to share experiences, but is also not dependent on me for 
um, worth and like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, just, um, yeah, yeah, being their own person. So, yeah. Cool. Well, that's the story of how we met. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think, should we go into talking about, well, yeah, why don't we give like a quick synopsis? Like Jesse said, so four years ago, I... I asked her to be my girlfriend, and that was a super awkward conversation. It was so awkward because yeah. we're awkward people. <laughs> <laughs> I like what? What didn't I like ask you? And you just kind of like sat there and like yeah. didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, I, we were sitting on the couch, and I think I was sitting like with my back to him, so I was like leaning on you. Hmm. Um, and I don't even remember what you said. I totally set you up for it though, and. And you were like, well, what if you were my girlfriend? And I wish I could explain the feeling in my body. I've never felt more hot in my whole life. I was like sweating immediately. I was so uncomfortable. Um, And I didn't. I didn't say anything. And And then I think I finally said like, that'd be nice or something. I don't even know. It was so awkward. I I was like. I was like, so are you going to answer that? or? But let me just say this conversation. We're talking about how we took it slow, and we did when we got to know each other. But then I start, like, Benjamin asks me to be his girlfriend, okay? Then we go to dinner, and I meet Teresa, you know, his cousin, and at the time his roommate. And she's amazing. And then with that, also met one of his best friends literally an hour after we start dating. And then the next day, Benjamin's like, oh, let's go to my hockey game and you can meet my dad and my sister. I was like, (laughs) what in the hell? Like, it went from like zero to 60 really fast. Um, To be honest, though, our whole relationship did, though. I think that was the one thing with starting off slowly is we kind of, we moved through the, the other steps. It wasn't like intentionally super quick but we did like you know we got should I go forward with the rest of it we um started dating in November I moved to Chicago in January we got Cora even even before that we went on we oh went yeah on a long like before she moved to Chicago we went on a at the end of December, we went on a long road trip together. We drove to Charleston and Savannah. Mm-hmm. So it was essentially like a week long. Everybody thought we were insane. Yeah. They're like, really? You just started dating and you're <laughs> like doing this with each other? Um, and our mentality, which actually, yeah, I think is pretty informative to Ooh, share, yeah. is like, Okay. Like we, we, it either goes really, really well and we, that we like solidify this connection and are are excited about moving forward with each other (laughs) or it goes to shit and it breaks apart and okay, we saved ourselves a lot of time. We can move on. Yeah. And I leave Benjamin in Charleston because it was my car. So (laughs) I wasn't worried about it at all. I still had an out. (laughs) Yep. That's the the very real side of it. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And that's. I mean, truly, that's kind of like how we've lived our life and, yeah, how our relationship progressed. We got Cora, what, the next? It was in July? June? or June. Um, yeah, we got Cora in June, which I will say Cora is what broke the honeymoon phase for us when we were still living apart, but we were like literally a block from each other. 
I moved in in what, like August or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, um, I was going to say, yeah, you moved in in August then. But dealing with having a puppy that's up all the time and she was she was sick a lot of the beginning of her life and we had different dog parenting styles. I, I remember calling my best friend at the time and being like, did you and your husband fight because I'm about ready to, <laughs> to leave this guy, okay? And she's like, I think you just need some more sleep. You'll be okay. But uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So then that was. Yeah. From there, we, um, that was June, moved in in August, and we were engaged in December. So yeah. just over a year. So it's not so, super fast, but like fast to some people. Yeah. It's funny to, to, talk about that in hindsight because it feels way faster just timeline wise than it did at the time like it felt very kind of normal natural and like we were going at the pace that felt right to us which was relatively fast um but yeah it didn't feel like we were forcing anything so we got engaged in december of what 2017 that was then Mm mm-hmm and we planned for a long engagement. Uh, so we were going for like a year and a half engagement. Uh, wedding was planned for early summer of 2019. Mm-hmm. And then, let's see. So in, I had been having some health issues. Just wasn't like feeling totally right. Um, even like before I met Jesse, things were just kind of, off and i I just felt like i was like slowly kind of declining there were just things that didn't feel right didn't feel like me um i was really happy and excited about everything in my life i had a business that i loved you know i'm doing work that i loved i at this point was making good money with it i was in control of my schedule um so it's like all these things were going right but there was just this this part that wasn't going well um and so that kind of continued i'd started to see a doctor trying to work on that i had been diagnosed with adrenal fatigue years before uh and just a note here for anybody curious wondering interested um adrenal fatigue is something that there's a lot of back and forth on in terms of if it exists, is it real? What does it mean? All those things. Um, so there is that piece as well as part of this puzzle of like, okay, this was a thing that happened. I was able to work back from it. Uh, and I was, you know, had taking supplements and stuff like that that seemed to help. Years later, starting to have similar problems. And then, um, so I started working with somebody uh, working to like work on that and in the summer of 2018 we went on I was like feeling worse by the month in 2019 or sorry 2018 we went to Denver on a trip for my birthday and we were driving to Estes Park in the mountains from you know from Denver Boulder area and I like started having a panic attack essentially as we were driving up the mountain. And I had had panic attacks a couple times before, years before. And 
So I was familiar with the feeling, know how, like knew how much it sucked and just how awful it was. And so I'm like staving this off. And it ended up being like I drove 20 or 30 minutes trying to fight this. And so we finally got to the side of the road and shit hit the fan, basically. I'm not going to continue with the full story for the sake of this particular podcast, but um, that was the straw that broke my back, so to speak, and just that everything from there on was a shit show. The next, that was, my birthday is July 12th, so that was in July of 2018. Uh, The next few months were just a disaster. Um, My health continued to crash from there. Uh, I the, the one thing we found out was I got tested and had high levels of mercury in my blood, along with uh, a handful of other things that you know, some diagnosed, some not. And I couldn't work. Um, so I, you know, personal training full time at the time. And I just like incapacitated and couldn't even do the the smallest of things like I couldn't I couldn't be up and around the apartment for more than like 10 minutes at a time I couldn't um, walk down the stairs and go across the street to target because my heart rate would go through the roof I my breathing became difficult uh, along with a number of other kind of weird random things so uh, this was a very tough time for us mm-hmm. Jessie, at the time, you know, she mentioned her autoimmune condition. Uh, At the time, she had to switch her, or chose to switch her medications that she was on, but she had to kind of start on a really low dose. So she was put into kind of a flare for her condition. And she's meanwhile trying to take care of me, essentially be my nurse. Mm -hmm. She's taking she had to take on the finances for the family because as an independent, as a self-employed personal trainer, I'm not getting, you know, I wasn't getting, um, obviously paid time off or anything like that and, um, didn't get disability insurance, anything like that. So she was kind of saddled with all these things, but she was going through her own shit and it was a shit show, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was the shit show is a good way to explain it. It was it was a really difficult time of our lives separately and then also I think the first time that either of us have ever had to go through something like that with another person. Obviously, that particular uh like event, but just in general having to deal with that serious of complications and there was there was a lot of guilt and anger that built up from that um, that we've gone through therapy for and I like still going through therapy for with just having to become a caretaker when you're not ready to and also um, still needing to take care of yourself and feeling like you don't have a caretaker, at least from from my perspective. And it was financially very straining it was i was also working i had just started the job that spoiler alert i just left that um was also pretty stressful so i had started a new job i had a sick husband or no a fiance at the time who wasn't working i was sick myself and it just i feel like cora was sick as well it was just like this this huge it was bad honestly it was really really bad and um 
and we we almost broke up for sure like we had the the conversation a few times yeah so that's the other part i was going to share then was it's interesting to go back to that point in time just because i was so convinced that we were not going to stay together and i finally brought it up and was like hey I'm not feeling good about where we're at. What do you think? And we had a long, difficult conversation about it. That wasn't exactly what you said. Oh, well, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> apparently, it wasn't that. Uh, it wasn't was, that kind. <laughs> but yeah. All right. <laughs> but that was the the gist of it, I suppose. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so I mean, we we both just had to get very real with. Uh, our commitment level and our direction the so I also just want to share too that like while I've rationally at the time was thinking that we weren't going to be moving forward um, any thought of not being with her was like driving a stake through my heart so um, it was just like what basically I think what was happening was the intensity of the situation was just becoming too much and it was like i need to i need to like let go of the like part of this because it's feeling too difficult um and i think you can speak to this too in terms of like what your reaction was from that conversation what you're what you were used to doing and what you ended up doing yeah i mean for me i I always leave. When someone hurts me, I leave. And it's kind of it's kind of as simple and as complicated as that. <laughs> I yeah. um I've been hurt a lot in my past. I have a lot of really bad previous experiences in my life and I had told myself that I wasn't going to deal with um with something like that again. And I think for me what happened in that moment is I wanted to leave and I made plans to leave. I made plans of like what I was going to do, where I was going to go, if I was going to take Cora, obviously, Um, and just all that kind of stuff. But there was this very small, faint voice in my head, in my body that was like, no, like you need to stay. And to be honest, it wasn't (laughs) it wasn't until like a year later that I really came to terms with what that voice was because at the time I I thought that that was fear and I was I felt like I was staying because I was fearful and so you know with all this resentment toward Benjamin and the situation we were in and um, how it was being treated and how I was being treated and then I also was dealing with resentment toward myself I I was not always a kind caretaker I didn't want to be in that role and I had been in that role when I was younger and I didn't want to be in that role again and it was triggering up a lot of childhood trauma and all this kind of stuff and um and yeah it just it was one of those things where it was a constant fight for me for a long time with is this the right choice do I continue down this road yeah yeah I I like when Jesse shares this because it's so interesting. It's so interesting to have that little voice that basically was like told her to stay. And as she described, being able to 
be like, oh, yeah, first I thought it was fear. Then I realized, you know, it was intuition, a deeper knowing, my soul, like whatever. Uh, that was like kind of what was coming through. Um, so we we made it through that part of our relationship. Uh, it was literally day by day. Like we told each other. Yeah. That we we literally put goals on it. I remember being like, or you being like, uh, we were talking about possibly canceling the wedding, and we we're like, let's just wait until the end of December. Not even just from relationship side of things, but also monetarily. Um, we had started to go into debt at that point because my my salary just couldn't cover everything plus medical bills and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, we were just like, let's wait until December, end of December, to like make any big decisions on this um yeah yeah because <laughs> regarding the finances of course this was the point that we had decided to you know we both had good incomes at that point and we're like oh let's treat ourselves and go a little bougie so we got a, a nice we got a nice new nice apartment that was like a huge step up from where we were at before and we we, we paid wedding. for it but we were yeah. like we're like okay with that because we figured it was only going to be a year and like two years at max staying at this place and we had the income for it like when we signed right so it was like all like what we were planning for and then all this shit hits the fan and uh so right our expenses are all of a sudden higher than they were before i have no income um and this was we were still engaged we had not had a conversation about combining finances what that was going to look like and so we were just thrust into this really uncomfortable space really quickly um so yeah we ended up we had already put deposits down on food food and venue venue yeah for the wedding uh and yeah given given like the status of our commitment to each other and the finances like jesse said we were like okay well let's just you know, I guess we need to take this day by day and see how it goes. We eventually got to the point that um, we were like, okay, we're we should probably pull out of the venue. Uh, we we're going to need to save money. Like it's just yeah, based on where we're at. Again, similar to the the high rise bougie apartment thing. It was like when we had started this plan, we could make this work. Uh, but we cannot anymore, and it's just too much of a stretch to try to. So we ended up scaling back. We, My parents are gracious enough, love you, Mom and Dad, to mm-hmm. um, host us in their backyard. We, we cut the guest list literally in, like, half. Yeah. And kind of move forward with that. Uh, at that time, also, my sister informed me that she would not be attending the wedding um there's a lot to that story (laughs) um but that was really difficult um you know something saw coming but yeah just just really difficult kind of especially given everything that had transpired over the the previous six months to a year um for us for me and uh yeah it was just a uh, an impactful piece of this 
kind of just <laughs> rolled out happening of, of our wedding as well. And then we got married. So we got married in June. Yep. In June of twenty nineteen. It's crazy to think that it's only been a year and a half. Yeah. That feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Well, because COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. COVID has warped all of time. <clears throat> yeah. So then we went on a um, a little, we did still do like a little honeymoon. Um, fortunately, we have a friend who uh, had a place in Michigan along the lake or close to that he offered up for us. Uh, so we stayed there for a week and that was super nice. Really great to spend some time together away from things, even though it wasn't some big fancy getaway. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of, oh, by the way, the backyard wedding thing, I know, and Jesse can speak to this as much as she wants, but, uh, it was disappointing. It was something, you know, initially, she, yeah, she's always dreamed about her wedding and what that would look like. And she having an event planning background planning, that was, you know, something that was really exciting to her. Um, but it ended up being the best day ever. Like, it was truly mm-hmm. amazing. I've never experienced a day that full of joy mm-hmm. and, like, a very authentic, all-encompassing way. It was – it's really amazing to think back on because it was just perfect. Yeah, it was – I know there's a lot of people right now with COVID having, like, being forced into this situation, but for us it ended up – working out really well. We had about 35, 30-ish people there. Every single person that was there, we made the choice because they had been a part of our relationship. So that meant we didn't invite family. We didn't invite... And we did end up later in the summer, my parents threw um, like a bigger party for my family because I have a gigantic family. So um, up north where I'm from in Wisconsin. But for this particular day, it was literally only people that had been involved in our relationship. Our officiant was a really good friend of ours, and he had been involved in, you know, our engagement and all that kind of stuff, him and his husband. And it was just like the absolute best because everybody was that was there, our DJ was a friend of ours, our photographer was a friend of ours, like all these different things. So it was only people that had been involved in our relationship and I think that's the part that made it so special because everybody was there because they wanted to be there and I feel like a lot of times with weddings people just go because they're like free food or (laughs) they're just going because they're invited or you know brides groom are required to invite everyone that their mother has ever met in their (laughs) life um so yeah it just was nice we were able to talk with everyone we were able to hang out with everyone dance with everyone um yeah it was just it was perfect especially what we needed after just having such a tumultuous year prior yeah it was you just felt so loved Mm -hmm. (laughs) or I just felt so loved in that day it was just like being surrounded by the people who really care about you and you care about them um, yeah, it was just a really, really special day. So that yeah, was a beautiful thing, kind of, especially given the year that we had had. Uh, and then, let's see. Yeah, I mean, so really, was there anything impactful in between then? <laughs> and now, um, a year and a half after that, 
you know, we're sitting here um, having been through almost nine months of COVID. Um, yeah, we had, we'd been going to couples therapy for, when did we start that? Um, September of last year. Okay. Yeah. So we've, we'd been in couples therapy. We're not doing it currently. Uh, when we moved from the Chicago area to Raleigh, North Carolina, where we're at now, our therapist, like we lost the coverage with her because she's only licensed in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was something that we had always wanted to do. It wasn't because we had a really hard year. Um, that made, you know, that gave some urgency to it, but we had always talked about wanting to do therapy. We, we both really value um, anything self-growth wise, coaching, therapy. We both have done individual therapy as well. So it was always something that was on the board for us. And uh, man, like in hindsight, something that therapy in general, we're both huge proponents of, huge advocates for. I have therapy tonight. Yeah, see, like literally, yeah, (laughs) got to hurry up. Yeah. Uh, And would highly, highly recommend both individual and couples therapy for anybody. Like, I truly don't know how you, it it, it just, it's such a help when you're in a couple to have the space for somebody to facilitate the dynamic, what's happening Mm -hmm. with you two. Um, I have clients who like see couples therapists and I am so, so happy that they do (laughs) because I can do a lot of one-on-one work with them, Uh, not in a therapy sense, but uh, work on some of the things, but they are then going off and doing this work with somebody and it's just hugely, hugely impactful. Mm -hmm. In agreeance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love therapy. I didn't, I don't have anything to add besides that it's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's like a meaningful thing that we've done. Uh, and then, yeah, so we've, it, it's been a really interesting journey to get to this point. Uh, we've both changed a lot as people um, kind of within there. I had around the time that I got sick, I started to, or I, you know, I had a lot of time to reflect sitting on the couch, laying in bed, um, to reflect on what I wanted and where I was going with my life, all those big questions. And I realized that I had no, something I had known for years. I wanted to get into life coaching because that was essentially the part that I really loved doing with my fitness clients was talking about their lives and kind of this deeper, how to be fulfilled and, um, do meaningful work and things like that. So I transitioned into that after I got sick, Um, and the reason I mentioned that is because I was going the coaching route. There was this big focus on us eventually, like the the dream was to have location freedom, be location independent. That was something that I realized when I was sick. I was like, this is something that's very valuable to me, is to be able to not be tied down to a certain place, a given place. By this point, I was desperately wanting to get out of Chicago. It just didn't feel good anymore. I'd known that for years, but the the health stuff had really pushed it, and I just knew that I needed out. Um, so I was able to see these values. Jesse's 
you know, holds so many of these herself. And so the ability to work remotely was really important. The ability to work and and do something that was service-based or creating an impact, working with people, uh, serving the world in some form or fashion uh, that was like really the transition there for me. And then for her, that's always been something that she's wanted as well. And so that's working from home. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the location independence is so important. And, and then, you know, COVID happened and we were kind of forced into like a location dependence, independence space. But when we decided like, so for me, it's kind of been on and off. I've always known that like corporate work is not where my talents lie. But unfortunately, as everybody knows, insurance, salary just keeps benefits. you, benefits mm-hmm. keeps you places. And I... Good old golden handcuffs. Yeah, I was very unhappy in my position after my uh, boss and my team left and I was really struggling there, but they, with COVID, decided to go fully remote. So with that, we were able to kind of open up the space of moving out of Chicago land area and trying something new. So along those lines. We moved to North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) And? And, uh, yeah, last Friday was actually the last day of my job. So I ended up putting in my notice. We've actually done... Since this podcast is almost an hour long, I've done personal podcast on this on my podcast. Otherwise, um, Benjamin and I both did a YouTube video over on our channel, which he can link below, right? You can link Got in the it. black. <laughs> so um, you can kind of see the whole story on that. Or if you want us to talk about it, we definitely can. But I ended up leaving my job for... A lot of reasons, a lot of intuitive reasons, but a lot of health reasons. The job was literally starting to slowly kill me and um, wasn't something we could do anymore. So we took the big, terrifying step recently for me to leave. And I'm on day three of (laughs) self-employment. I was going to say, the reason why it was big and terrifying is because she didn't have a job lined up. Yeah. So uh, she, we, have made the choice for her to take a little bit of a breather, um, to try to just get back to herself after what has been just a long period of time of pushing and doing something that isn't working and causing stress and anxiety and all that fun stuff that comes along with that. And for her to, yeah, for, for her to try her hand at some freelance stuff. She's been doing social media and related things for the past decade there's literally nobody out there with more experience than her in my humble opinion there's nobody (laughs) out there there (laughs) there, well no what I was going to say is that there's nobody out there that brings her energy yeah and just genuine care for people and, and her ability to work with people um, and like a really in a way that's really comforting for them. So it's super exciting for me, for us, but for me specifically to see her taking this leap and doing this. And the reason that we're sharing all this and, and we're going to continue to share this on 
actually another podcast that we're starting. <laughs> Ta-da! Look at that. I didn't even do, do a drum roll or anything, apparently. I don't know how to <laughs> no. drop a big announcement. Yeah. Um, but we are going to be starting a podcast together. We had initially wanted to, a few months ago, we had planned to do a uh, just a podcast talking about our relationship and just the struggles we have, just being very open about two people who want to grow together and are just kind of like stumbling through the mess. And we wanted to come at that, you know, not being experts at all um, or coaching or anything like that. It was purely just to share our experience because we know that so many others um, can relate in some way. But we we moved across the country. That kind of fell on the back burner, and we didn't touch it. And it's all worked out for the better because uh, it feels really good to pick up now as we're making this shift into this very kind of unknown territory. And like I know the territory because I've I've been self employed now for seven years, but. Uh, unknown in the sense of there is no certainty anymore. Mm -hmm. Jesse quit her job. Uh, There's thousands of dollars a month in income there that isn't there anymore. That isn't there anymore. Healthcare, all those things. And so we're going to be doing this podcast to, and Jesse is going to be sharing on YouTube as well. Uh, And the, the point of this is to just be very open and vulnerable and share our journey, everything that we're going through, uh, our intention at least until we get super like uncomfortable and it becomes too stressful and yeah. we can't share anything anymore. <laughs> the intention is to share like really all of this process. We want to be very open and transparent. Uh, we're just two people who are dead set on living our best lives and that makes us kind of stubborn that makes us seem maybe crazy or silly or just flat out completely um insane yeah (laughs) to to other people to people that live a kind of more uh blueprint lifestyle and not that there's anything wrong with either way it's just not how we are meant to live and how we feel we're meant to live. So we are willing to fly by the seat of our pants, get a little bit uncomfortable. And fortunately for you, you get to have a front row seat to that without actually having to do it for yourself. So the goal (laughs) is that by sharing our trials and tribulations, uh, hopefully you can have some takeaways if you resonate or just grab some popcorn and uh, watch the show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we're excited about it, though, although we keep going back and forth on the name, so. Yeah, we're we're almost there. We've got a couple things. Um, names are the hardest. Names are just the worst. Ugh. Yeah. It took me forever to come up with the name for this podcast, which there are days where even still I'm like, do I like this? <laughs> <laughs> but um, what we will be sharing there is kind of what I mentioned, just we are two purpose-driven people. We live with our hearts. Um, we both are high achievers, and we come from planning, organizing, wanting everything, you know, perfectionist, people-pleasing backgrounds. But we also have this desire to live in this other very free way that feels meaningful to us by by serving, doing meaningful work. And um, yeah, I, I think that's how I would kind of sum it up. Yeah. 
Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Maybe the, getting this episode out will light a fire under our butts to get it going. Over here. Yeah, we're we're very, very close. We had to get through... Me or, leaving my job. Yeah, we wanted to get through Jesse leaving her job, give her a little bit of space. Uh, she's got a bunch going on to kind of ramp up um, what she's got going on. But uh, yeah, we will... That'll be up in the next couple of weeks, so just keep an eye on our, our social. I, if you aren't following me... I don't know how you wouldn't be, but I'm at Benjamin.mfritz. Benjamin.m.fritz. Yep. I paused because I knew I messed that up. <laughs> and then you are at? I'm Jesse underscore underscore Fritz. And that's J-E-S-S-I-E. So go give us a follow or at least pay attention to our stuff if you're curious about this. Uh, but yeah. It's. I would say this podcast got away from us a little bit in terms of we talked more about our relationship than about Jesse. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> so maybe uh, you know if if you guys want to hear a little bit more about Jesse, give her an upvote on on either one of our Instagrams. Yeah, and we'll do a follow up episode purely focusing on her instead of kind of our shared experience in our direction. Yeah, thanks for having me on, though. It's been fun, babe. Yeah, using my microphone. As my most special guest. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out, guys. If you have questions, comments, uh, we want this new kind of part of our journey to be really, really interactive. Like it's 100% going to be about you guys, about community. Uh, We want to share our experiences, but that's just because we hope it's relatable in some way. So please, please interact with us. Uh, We would love to hear from you. Yeah. Bye. Later. (laughs) Hey, yo. Thanks so much for listening. I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just a reminder that all the relevant links can be found in the show notes below, as well as that of our free Facebook community, where all the cool kids are at, just being ourselves, sharing our gifts, and supporting the hell out of one another. So come on in, introduce yourself, and join the party. See you in there.